Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What up, y'all? Back again. Trying not to yawn, honestly. But uh, back again with another episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. So, I want to start with this first topic here. Um, Obviously, it has to start with the first topic, right? But now, this first topic is going to be... Uh, why I believe men's rights or the men's right movement or whatever um, is an important one, you know? Um, Now, I'm not going to go into every single thing about it. I'm just going to stick to pretty much... I'll focus more so on the aspect of men not being heard as much as we should um our emotional or just our emotions in general and what we go through not being as taken as and not being taken as seriously as they should you know um by society at large in general that means men and women and people who don't identify with either gen you know gender uh categorization but still are part of the human rights right well everybody nobody really takes men seriously as far as our emotional and mental states right um you know it's it's all predicated on a man's happiness should be pretty much again predicated on if if a woman is happy um, or at least making women happy. Let me put it that way. That we should feel... We should only be valued for servicing... Not just others in general, but just servicing women in general. And we, and that alone should just make us happy. Now, as long as we are servicing a woman in any capacity... Whatever she's getting from us, we should be happy. Now... You can be an individual, whether man, woman, no, whoever. You can be an individual who actually does find joy and happiness in giving to others or being of some service to others. I'm not saying that these things are not, they're not possible, but to say to, there's a difference between that and then simply telling an entire gender that they have that that is their goal that is their not necessarily their goal but that is their purpose is to only do that and as long as they're living that purpose they should be happy right now it ain't just like i said i I wanted to uh, at least do my best at least try to stick to the topic of um, why I believe 
the men's rights movements um, is an important thing. You know, I mentioned, like, again, I, I mentioned our, our emotions not being taken seriously, um, as seriously as they should. Um, I forget this guy's name already. I kind of want to go into my history on my YouTube, uh, but that's, that's going to be many, many videos ago, and that's going to be a lot of scrolling. Um, but there was this, there's this guy who pretty much teared up in an interview. Um, I guess they call him, they call this dude an incel, which I'll get into my thoughts on all of that, that, that word, just the people behind it and how it's being used. All of that is relevant to this topic here. But there was this guy that did an interview with, I believe the guy's name is Pierce Morgan. <laughs> For some reason, I, that's the name that's coming coming to mind. Um, I could be wrong, but he believed, he he did an interview, and he he teared up when pretty much the question was, "How do you feel that?" Uh, people pretty much call you like this, this, uh, what was the word exactly, exact wording, they were pretty much saying that he was like the king of incels, right, that wasn't the, the, the exact verbiage, but they're like, how do you feel that, that, uh, they call you pretty much the king of incels, right, um, and he, his response was, you know what, what I see myself doing is speaking up for a marginalized group, you know, I speaking up for the voiceless, I, what, what, what I believe myself to be doing, so I don't understand why I'm being insulted, and it's, and it pretty much saddens me that there it goes, Jordan Peterson, boom, I, I, I was, as I was speaking to y'all, I did actually go into my YouTube, um, um, I did go into my YouTube history, right, now, I don't know much about Jordan Peterson, I don't hear much fondness, fond things about him, um, but I could find things that, in this one interview that I saw, right, um, you know, lonely, it, it wasn't incel, it was like the king of lonely men, so incels, lonely men, whatever the case is, right, but he, he, Jordan Peterson, this guy, um, in this interview, again, if I'm getting an interview and wrong, my bad, but uh, and I'm sure there are people who are, who are going to know what, which interview I'm talking about. You can probably just go on YouTube. I'm on YouTube now. You can probably just type in Jordan Peterson tears up during the interview. And then it'll show you who the actual interview is, uh, is with and, and all that other stuff, right? But he pretty much got emotional when he was when he took on... He pretty much took on that mantle and was like, fine, I will be that because there's a lot of men out there who are lonely. There's a lot of men out there who need somebody to speak up for them and to express 
what they are going through. And I thought as a society, we're supposed to listen to the marginalized. But here we are hurling insults at men who are marginalized or feel um, like they are part of a marginalized group. Here we are ignoring their cries, both literally and, uh, you know, just their words. Here we are just ignoring and laughing at their cries. Here we are just, you know, not taking them seriously again. This is what happens when you, you know, when you don't take somebody's cries seriously, you ignore them or you laugh at them, right? Um, And these were the points that he was making, you know? Um, Again, don't know much about this guy. From what I've seen uh, others say, he's he's probably another... uh, I guess, controversial, controversial figure, um, where you have people who love him, you have people you hate, who hate him. And then you got the people like me who probably don't know much about him, but seen something of him and was like, I'm, um, I'm not making a decision on him right now, but I don't like what I'm seeing right now, or I do like what I'm seeing right now. Personally, from what I've seen, and again, I'm making that clear, personally, from this one little interview that I've seen, I'm not making an entire judgment based on everything or anything else other than this one interview that I've seen of Jordan Peterson. Don't know the man. But personally, based off of this, To see somebody who cares, at least for a group of marginalized individuals, I don't see how one can say this person is a bad guy. And again, based off of this one interview, there could be other things I'd check out from him. Did I check out anything else uh, from him past this? No, I didn't. I don't have the time to be searching up videos upon videos upon videos on, you know, certain people or whatever. Um when I actually do have downtime because your man been busy when I actually do have downtime I choose that downtime to actually catch up on maybe a TV show watch a movie or some or play video games like literally like in my 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 life right now is work school trying to keep up with my creativity <laughs> but and it's from this one clip like I said it didn't it, to see someone who actually cares was very refreshing. And it seems like this guy has a very large platform. I say that simply because not only is he interviewing with uh, Pierce Bro- uh, Pierce Morgan, Pierce Brosnan, or whoever. Uh, interviewing with that guy, that very famous British interviewer guy. Well, I believe he's British. Um, but he also has a large platform where he's got a lot of fans, but also a lot of haters. So that to me tells me that he's, he's got a large fan base and for him to have that type of, um, I guess, care for, for men, whether you want to say, Oh, it's only for lonely men or, you know, whatever. And that's why I say I didn't want to necessarily talk about all the aspects of the men's rights movement, because I feel like there are certain like subcategories within this entire movement. 
And I only wanted to specifically talk about not one, even though I'm I'm naming lonely men here, but I wanted to mainly talk about the emotional state of of men, right? Um, how that isn't taken seriously and all that other stuff, right? Um, and just my thoughts on that. Not any specific group, although I'm going to talk about, you know, the aspects of uh, incel and this, that, and the third um, in my thoughts. But again, not going to do an entire... Um, I feel like I've done it in the past for some reason. Um, but I'm not going to do an entire uh, segment, at least not in this episode. Well, I said, I'm trying to keep myself from yawning. But to see somebody who cares, like I said, or at least shows that he cares, and it, I think it's really evident that he cared. I'm not saying just because a dude teared up and he cried and stuff. There's a lot of people who do that crocodile tears, crocodile tear stuff. I see right through this, but uh, Peterson didn't 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 give me that vibe in this interview. I I I got a man who was legitimately hurt by the comments because he feels like the what he does is he's actually trying to save lives and nobody is taking the lives his life or the lives that he is speaking up for seriously and that upsets him so you know I can't necessarily once again say that is a bad thing for someone to do now for those who are like, oh, well, he's an infail. He's an infail. Let me tell you about Jordan Peterson. He's an infail. They might, let me give my thoughts about incels for those who don't know who incels are. Um, I want to tie it into actually this story um, of this man who was just... Who just pleaded guilty. Out in Ohio, Trez Genko or Genko, whatever his name is, um, he just pled guilty out in Ohio of um, pretty much trier, trier, trying to murder. Pretty much caused a terrorist attack against women at uh, University of Ohio. At least three hundred, um, not three hundred, three thousand women um, at the University of Ohio. Now, this is a situation that actually uh, took place in 2020. Maybe you didn't hear about it just like I didn't hear about that year because everything was about the coronavirus that year, obviously. Uh, But this is something that he, he got caught for in 2020 and he wanted to um pretty much carry out that attack um and it didn't go down he is a part of an incel group that is online this article that i have this is a gpb.org article i'll leave the link in the description box below or hopefully remember to do so but nah this uh, um it doesn't necessarily say which 
which which group it's called um which i don't think they i don't want to know about the names per se i think these groups are dangerous but i'm gonna tie it into why you know the men's rights movement is is important and how this movement can actually save young men especially because this guy Jenko is 22 years old and I'm sure um, Jordan Peterson and, and other quote unquote incels have a large fan base of young men you know um, and well what Tres Genko tried to do like I said play guilty on Tuesday to one count of attempted uh, of attempting to commit a hate crime after admitting he planned to target and kill women at an unnamed university in Ohio. Ginko was arrested by federal agents in July 2021 and has been and has remained in custody since according to the Justice Department. So he's arrested last year. Um, But he planned on doing the attack in 2020. Maybe because things shut down and the school wasn't even open or, you know, it wasn't open at the time in 2020. He never carried out that attack. But uh, what Genko still did was post about it on the the forms he's on, you know, the in, the incel websites and this, that, and the third, right? And pretty much he wanted to attack women because of um, incels have a hatred of women, um, an anger and hatred toward women for a number of reasons, you know? And not saying that any of these reasons are right to hate or be angry at women, but a lot of these reasons, again, are not justifiable for murder or terrorism or even rape or even the harming of anybody. But a number of these reasons have to go with uh, the double standards men and women have. It goes with how society deems what a man is and how many women who will, especially women who claim to want to get rid of, you know, societal norms or just women in general who are pretty much okay with that will then deem these men, young men, but men in general as unworthy or not really men simply because they don't fit a certain standard. These men do not deserve love or or they deserve belittlement simply because of these BS rules. And you got men who are being treated, mistreated in ways because you have people who think like this. Now, I as a man have been mistreated simply because, you know, Again, there was there was something about me or there is something about me that to them or the women who did the mistreatment, because it's not all, 
and it wasn't even the majority of my experiences with women or my experiences right now with women but um i have had situations to where i was made to not to not feel like i'm 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 worthy of love pretty much i'm worthy of anything other than disrespect by women I'd be lying if I said, oh, women are perfect. That's, I know that's the lie that many of them want to put out there, right? Um, and all the simps are going to tell you that, but I'm going to keep it real. That's not the case. You know, I've dealt with some really harsh women, really harsh individuals who think that it's very much okay to disrespect men and and belittle men but I've never thought of hurting women in general I've never thought of carrying out some type of terrorist attack or no my thought was always these are some horrible women and that they do not reflect on the entire gender although there's a lot of women who act and react in certain and the same but you also have to look at yourself and say, what am I doing to attract all these, this type of women? You know, there was, there was some, there was a time where I had to look within myself and say, I can say it's all women who act this way, or I can look and say, why am I constantly attracting this same type of women? Or even if it's not the same type, there's women who are in very similar situations. You know, women who have jobs but seem to never have money, right? Or are, aren't very responsible with their money and therefore looking for me to take on their response, uh, their financial responsibilities and just other responsibilities as well. Women who say they, you know, are, they, they, they want to do they they're women who've done things in the past but then when they get with me they don't want to do these things right you know um or just again just a bunch of other situations i don't want to stray from the point the point of the matter is when you have when you leave a group of individuals like trez genko and trust me, there are plenty of Treskankos out there. In fact, he wasn't the first individual or incel, once again, for lack of better wording or categorization. But he's not the first individual to think this way or try to carry out this way. There's been Elliot Roger. Remember that guy? The guy who, the, the 22-year-old who killed six people and injured 14 people. I'm in uh, Isla Vista, California. That guy who went on, he he uh, pretty much went on. He, he he posted why he did what he did in the first place and, and talked about how women ignored him and women were very rude to him and, and, you know, just he didn't have luck getting women. And again, I'm not saying that these are reasons enough, uh, reason enough for them to cause anybody to cause harm on a woman. If a woman says no and she's not interested, fellas, move, move on. There's no need to get all insulting. There's no need to 
sure, does will it hurt you? I'm not saying when I say move on, I'm not saying ignore and 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 but there's a healthy way for you. And this is what men's rights groups I'm sure there's probably a group out there that's advocating for this. But if I were to start one, I would advocate for the healthy expression of emotions. Not only saying to women or just society in general, yes, we are men and we deserve to have our emotions and feelings be heard and valued as well, but also going to say to other men, we have to find healthy ways to express these emotions, especially if we want people to value our emotions. We can't act the way that we've been acting primitively about our emotions and then expect people to want to listen to them. You can't go around just murdering innocent women and then say, are you going to listen to me now? And then expect women to say, fine, I'm going to listen to you. Because if they stop and do that out of fear, how? what makes you think that they're actually going to listen to you out of compassion? It's not compassion that they're listening to you. It's out of fear that you might hurt them. And no one should have to, you know, be dealt with that in order for, for uh, you know you know, folks to listen or, or folks to, 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 you know, get a message and put it that way. Now, do I, <laughs> this is a totally different situation, but if we're talking about riots and things of that nature, or, you know, what the Panthers were doing when it was going back and forth with the police and things of that nature, and be, violence don't begin violence in yet. There are times when that stuff is needed. But this ain't the time. This ain't the time at all. You know? And if it seems like... Because, you know, there are going to be people who say this. Oh, you, you're not really for men's rights. And because nowadays people think that in order for you to be for at something or somebody or a specific group... You have to kiss the ass and you have to just pretty much not hold them accountable for any wrongdoings. You have to side with them on every single thing, right? And that's not what I'm going to do. Of course, as a man, as a black man especially, but as a man, I'm going to be for men's rights and the ad- and advocating for individuals and people in general to take our emotions seriously but what I'm not going to do is ignore the guys like the Trez Genkos and the Elliot Rogerses and the anybody else who is a quote incel and are planning attacks on women or have done attacks on women or advocate for this simple act and say well if women were nicer then no because just as much as I said that these women have a right to whether whether they want to entertain a guy or not a lot of these dudes right here and I'll probably get into that in a future episode a lot of these dudes are just straight hypocrites because there have been women who have entertained them, but it's not the type of women that they want. 
or they feel that they can reject and be rude to women who have tried to get their attention but they they wouldn't justify if the women started to react the way that they did or think the way that they did if the women that they've rejected rudely rejected was like okay fine I'm going to kill 3,000 men then because of this one guy because of these groups of guys who keep rejecting me in this rude way these dudes will be like she's overreacting she's crazy she she she, she shouldn't have done that well incel look in the mirror it's time to look at the man in the mirror but all that aside, this is the reason as and I probably should have condensed that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to edit this. I'm going to leave everything here. But um, all that aside, the reason as to why, again, at, like I, I'm for the men's rights movement um, is because at least it's a group of individuals that I see saying that, you know what? Men have emotions too. Men have feelings. Men have go through issues that need to be talked about and, and taken seriously. Um, and just emotions aside, there's there's clear biases within our own very own judicial system in the United States. And even globally, I've seen situations where a man is unfairly... Um, being, you know, he he he's being booted unfairly. You know, he's being punished unfairly. You know, as much as we can say society is hard on women, and I'm not denying that, there's a lot of situations where men get a lot of harshness from actual governmental systems, like the system. Not not rude comments on 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 in social media. Not situations of well, she's got an OnlyFans, so she a hoe, and I can't you know she should not be valued as a person. I'm not saying these things are right, but think about a woman getting disrespected for having an OnlyFans, and a man getting railroaded by the system. For an issue. Y'all, y'all remember the rapper Jaquan, right? Everybody in the club get tipsy. That guy, right? For seven long years. Seven years. He was forced to pay child support for a child that was not his. Seven years. Or yours. But not nah, seriously. Seven years... He was forced to play, pay child support for a child that was not his. If I could find that interview, man, I will play the clip for y'all. If you could find that interview, play it for yourself. But for seven years, he was forced to pay child support for a child that's not his. And there's going to be people, how's that possible? That's not... In that. A lot of the stuff y'all think isn't possible is actually has been done millions of times. Jaquan is not the first, unfortunately. And 
Unfortunately, he might not be the last. As a man, this is these are the fears that we have to deal with. But the child is, isn't his. He was paying child support for it. And the reason as to why he was told that he still has to pay child support for a child, again, that is not his. DNA test proved it and everything, right? He wasn't with the baby mom or anything. He wasn't even, the child did not even stay with him. Wasn't taking care of the child. Had no connection with the child. None of that at all. And again, not his child. But still forced to pay child support because the court, the judge said he can afford it. The judge saw all of his cars, his big mansion, the nice clothes and jewelry he had and said, well, you can afford it, so that's why you're still going to pay for it. That's crazy. That's crazy. And this is, that's just one other example that I named as to why I believe the men's rights movement, when taken seriously, not just by, because a lot of the lack of severity that it, that this movement is taking is men's fault as well. I, I definitely want to get into that in another episode, though, not in this episode. But a lot of the lack of seriousness that this movement is happening is the exact men within this movement. It's a lot of clowns in this movement. And a whole lot of clowns in this movement that need to be taken out because they're the ones who are, unfortunately the louder voices which makes them the face of the movement unfortunately there's a lot of good folks out there doing doing something as well within the movement let's just say one of these days i actually look into jordan peterson and i say wow jordan peterson's actually a good guy he might be one of the good faces but I'm not going to say he's a good face. I'm not going to say he's a clown because I still don't know much about the guy. But the guys that come to mind that I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to give them any more clout because they're clearly in it for the clout. Not giving them what they want. But for the, all y'all listening, you probably know who I'm talking about. It's a lot of these clowns in it just for their own personal gain. And unfortunately, like I said, they are the faces of this movement because they're the most popular individuals within these and in, in the movement because negative negativity sells. But just because I feel like these clowns once again are tarnishing the movement or are the part of the reason, not the totality of the reason as to why the men's move men's rights movement isn't taken seriously, but they are definitely a good sizable part still that's not going to negate for me to say that this is a movement that I want to succeed this is a movement that I want to be seen taken a lot more serious you know men getting railroaded by the system men having their emotions not taken seriously And I want to make this last point because I don't think I did so effectively when I talked about uh, Tres Genko or Genko. A lot of these fringe groups within this quote unquote movement or these fringe groups that get tied to the movement, right? Like the incels and all the other, you know, 
fringe groups, right? It happens with any type of terroristic group. When you leave these individuals alone, they get baited by straight up evil individuals who don't have good intentions in their hearts. People who want to be essentially Jim Jones type individuals, cult leaders, people who want to be cult leaders. And they find these lonely individuals, these these forgotten folks, these ignored folks, and they radicalize them. They radicalize them. They turn them into terrorists. And they're not a positive influence on these people's lives at all. And this is what happens when you shut down an entire movement like men's rights because when you have a positive movement actually trying to do the complete opposite and be softer with these guys and allow these guys to be more vulnerable and softer um, and being able to get their, their point across you have people who want to turn them into hardened terrorists hardened cult you know cult like terrorists and that's what happens when you make fun of an entire movement or you shut down an entire movement simply because you don't like the other truth you don't like the things that they're saying know just want to leave it with that once again check out the article in the description box below in regards to this situation um this you know situation where this guy planned on planned on uh murdering 3,000 women at an unknown university in ohio simply because he's an incel and uh let's take the emotions of men serious let's take men in general seriously not just when they buying you stuff not just when they quote unquote building houses or going to wars or but seriously as individuals who don't always have to do something of service for you in order for them to be a valuable individual they're we're valuable individuals whether we are building a house or we're fighting in a war or not. But, you know, I'm just another guy with a podcast. You know, guys with podcasts are frowned upon. But uh, we'll get into a commercial break anyway. Stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with a fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, 
you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word my two cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show all right back and um this next topic here um, it's about some pro-blackness, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about what I call the other side of pro-blackness. Um, usually when, and I mentioned this when in the cop comment, um, not comment, but topic before where you have individuals who believe that support means you have to pretty much deride, right? You have to you can't criti- criticize the very people or group that you support, that you love, you know, um, that you always have to just shower them with compliments. You have to support, once again, everything they say or do, right? This, that, that, that mentality also could be applied to what folks think pro-blackness is. Right. What prompted me to talk about this is because I saw a bunch of, you know, not a bunch, but quite a few tweets of individuals who thought now it didn't go anywhere much. This argument, because one, this is how, you know, this is how, you know, a lot of people on the Internet just, just they don't really believe the things that they say. They just repeat what someone else says. Um. Or people who do have thoughts like that or they just oppose something else so they want to try to latch onto an argument that they see they that they see as unsuccessful in the sense that it didn't garner the attention that the person um, hoped it did and therefore they're no longer making said arguments or statements or whatever, right? That's how you know if someone truly one truly believes what they 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 claim this their opinions are. And two, which statements or even movements, because this will happen with certain like movements or whatever that, uh, you know, is successful or not successful, not uh, successful, simply just meaning if it garnered enough attention or not. So this, this, I saw like three tweets, three, four tweets, um, from different people, of course, with this mentality that the quote-unquote pro-blacks out there are not really pro-black simply because they criticize, uh, you know, black folks, uh, you know, because we don't always support something that a black person does, you know, we don't, we, we don't always have Pretty much, we don't we don't 
deride every single black person and everything a black person does and defends it, right? And what they were trying to argue was you're not really pro-black because you actually criticize black folks. And like, as I stated moments ago, I wanted to talk about the other side of pro-blackness and this idea that I had or what I call the other side of pro-blackness. Because even doing that is still being pro-black. This idea that you cannot, or we, me, or anybody anybody else black, or pro-black, that we cannot critique black folks when they are doing wrong, or they say something that we don't necessarily agree with, or we just don't want to support a specific act. Saying that is the same dumb statement people who criticize me who say that I'm not a real fan of a music artist because I critique their music there's something there's an album especially if it's the my two cents podcast but if there's an album or a project that a specific artist whether it's a favorite artist or artist I'm just a fan of and they put out something and I'm honest about my thoughts because just like I'm honest about the thoughts here I'm honest about the thoughts about the music but because I'm honest about how I feel and if and, and those feelings are not very favorable feelings they'll say oh you're not a real fan then you're not a real and again it comes from this place of these individuals have this idea that being a fan being a lover being a supporter of someone means that you have to support, you have to like every single thing that they do. That is that is impossible for any group to do that. Now, other groups are going to stay, are they, they're going to stay silent about their critiques. Other groups, you can yeah, probably groups you're thinking of right now. Other groups will purposely not vocalize their critiques of their own groups they'll act like everything is fine and everybody else is the problem or they don't have critiques or they simply just don't vocalize them but trust and believe they do trust them but whether it's another ethnic group whether it's a group based off of sexuality gender identification religion these groups have their own gripes with members of their own groups they have their disagreements again whether they vocalize them or not they still have them so to make it seem like and and them having those gripes doesn't make them any less of a supporter or a lover of this group if a LGBT member has gripes with the LGBT community that doesn't mean that LGBT member is not a true supporter a true ally. No, they're at, it's, they're exactly the a real ally. Someone who's going to keep it real with you when you're not doing your being your best or you're misrepresenting the group. You're not representing the group in a way that is, uh, you know, in a positive light. So, why can't pro blacks have that same mentality? 
black folks in general. We can most definitely be black and say, listen, I don't support that stuff over there, though. I don't support these black folks doing X, Y, and Z. Because the funny thing is, the same, I saw somebody who makes, who critiques black folks for blindly giving our votes to the Democratic Party all the time, right? Or just blindly supporting anybody or just politicians, but especially the Democratic Party, who simply don't have our best interests at heart. That's a critique of black folks. But yet, this person still tried to argue that you can't be pro-black and critical of black folks. But you're critical of black folks who give give our vote away every election year. You know? To the Democratic Party. Every election season to the Democratic Party. Every election year. All of that. You are critical of those folks. So you don't see your own critiques of other black folks who vote for the Democrats to the tune of, was it, 89 or 90%. You don't see your own critiques as you not being pro-black, but you see my critiques or somebody else's critique of other black folks who are clearly not, uh, clearly lost. I'm just going to keep it real. Clearly not going to be saved. You know, are you going to tell Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman that she should have went back and saved everybody? You're going to tell all the other slave uh, folks who, who escaped slavery that they're not real slave uh, rebellions because the, the people that they tried to help refused to get the help, refused to change. And they said, you know what? I cannot stay here with you, so I'm getting my black ass on, and I'm going, and I'm gone. Are you going to tell them that they're not real slave rebellions? No, you'd look goofy. You'd sound stupid. Not everybody is going to be saved. And not everybody is... We need to make a difference between those who clearly need the help but don't want the help and those who need the help and they're not getting the help I can understand if someone was saying you're not really pro-black if you're demeaning black folks who need help because there's a lot of especially those within the Black Lives Matter movement or will claim to be all about Black Lives Matter there's a lot of black folks who look down on black folks who need help those are the folks I can understand someone saying yeah y'all not really pro-black y'all really in it for yourselves you claim to be pro-black but it's it's clearly just you know it's clearly just a costume to you you know it's clearly just play to you it's a facade but you should, again, people should be able to decipher. Out of all the years BLM has just been scamming and letting it be known that they're not really bad about it, you should know by now how to tell the difference between someone who truly believes Black Lives Matter and someone who just says it because that is their claim to fame. You know? telling us that we can't we can't you know critique black folks 
is not is not it, and it's not helping black folks either. Because whether it's black folks who don't want to change, or black folks who severely need the change, but they just don't know another way, they need to know. They need to hear voices that are critical within the community that are critical. They need to hear that. Acting like everything is fine and everything is perfect is, and this is goes for any community, but black folks are the last people, the very, very, very last people that need to be doing something like this, that should not be doing something like this, you know? Oh, probably not even last, the first people who shouldn't be doing stuff, something like this, honestly, you know, because we're such in dire, uh, in a dire situation. That we shouldn't go on with this idea that any type of crit- criticism of a black person is 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 going to damage us more than what's actually damaging us, the community. Like, no, that's not that's that's not how we moving out here. You know, again, big difference between those who are skin folk but never really gave a damn about black folks big difference between those folks and those who actually do give a damn and they're critical of it because we give a damn i'm telling black folks the truth and stuff because i care because i want better for us whether it be black family black friends because i want better for us it's got nothing to do with some hatred or some whatever and if you if you internalize the truth or people just calling you out on something as hatred that says a lot more about you than it does about anybody else you know and if that is your mentality then again I don't think hopefully you do change but I don't want to waste my time arguing with somebody who believes that arguing with somebody who believes critique or just a disagreement means hatred. You know? Being pro-black doesn't also... doesn't... Yeah, it, it means... It doesn't mean being anti-white or anti-anybody else. But it also does not mean... Being so blindly supportive of everybody black that we just go along with everything uh, you know somebody does in every aspect of the community there's some very detrimental aspects of the black community that does need to be critiqued and if you can go ahead and critique the the voters of the community who are yes doing damage but there's a lot of physical and just other types of damages that has zero to do with politics that black folks inflict on one another these are things that need to be need to be discussed and called out and ratified to be honest with you but again saying that to these folks these four individuals who made this silly little argument is us not being pro-black we are making these statements i can't speak for everybody but i'm I'm inclined to say that they they feel the way i feel so i'm gonna say we anyways they're not we they can feel free to uh separate themselves but we make these statements because we want to see the betterment of the community 
We are simply just saying, hey, this is a rotten apple. And we want to take away this rotten apple. So it doesn't spoil the entire bunch. Let's make note of this rotten apple. These MFers are arguing, well, you can't do that. You can't do You, you got to give hope to the rotten apples. Maybe they're going to unrot one day. You can't just single them out. Well, you're not pro-black. You're not really pro-black if you're just going to single them out like that. So we should just ignore it. And then when the whole thing goes to, when the whole uh, community goes to waste, what is going to be your argument then? You ain't going to have argument, going to have argument. You're going to be dead. So, you know, it's just that simple. That is the other side of pro-blackness that I, that I'm talking about pretty much. It's still love. It's still all love. It's still support. But it's not a blind support. It's not a blind, I'm going to just support and love and, and, well, I'm just going to support everything that everybody who is skin folk does, even when it's very detrimental to the community, even when it's harming the community itself. Because again, if you could look at the uh, amount of just wasted time and energy we spend voting for politicians who don't give a damn about us and then call that out. In your own definition, you just broke your own rule of pro-blackness because your definition will say that even those individuals, even if we see the hurt that they've been doing for the community for years by continuously blindly voting for the Democratic Party, we're not supposed to call it out. And that's what a lot of Democrats fall on and a lot of black voters in general fall on this aspect of you're supposed to support them because they're black. You know, a lot of these black politicians, especially Stacey Abrams, uh, uh, Clyborne, Warnark and, and just a bunch of slew of them, especially the ones on the left, let me put it that way, we're going based off of this idea that I, you have to vote for me because I'm black. I don't have to do anything for you. I don't have to do anything for the community and stuff. We can do things for other people, but you have to vote for me because I'm black. You can't even criticize me because I'm black. Because I look like you, you cannot criticize me simple as that they've been doing that for the longest and now you got them at the point where they feel like they need a campaign where they feel like they need to at least put on a show that they care about issues that myself and other vocal black community members have been about been vocal about now are they genuine with their stuff or not time would tell the cynic in me says no but time would tell. But that's how they've been moving all these years. So for you to now want to take on, and again, these are people who either don't like the pro-black movement. And these are all black folks who said this, by the way. I ain't talking about anybody else. These are all black, all four tweets or all the three tweets and the one response that agreed pretty much with the mentality. These are all black folks. All 40 individuals, black folks. 
black folks who have again once again been critical of black folks themselves but don't think that they are non-pro-blacks because they've been critical of black folks or simply they just wanted to throw a monkey wrench into the pro-black movement because they don't they don't care about pro-blackness at all you know so you know it's 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 really that simple people who let's let's take politics out of this let's take let's just go let's talk about people and love right and having love for somebody if you love somebody you're going to keep it real with them you're going to be honest with them even when you say something that isn't very favorable out about them now you're going to be respectful of course let's there's a difference between simply keeping it honest with them doesn't mean being disrespectful but you're going to keep it honest with them in general you're going to tell them their flaws you're going to tell them things that you may not like about them or things that they do that you don't necessarily agree with that doesn't mean you don't love them that does not mean that you hate them that doesn't mean that all of the positive emotions that you have for them are now they're fake because you came out and said i don't like when you do this or i don't like that you support x y and z right or i disagree with this or i do not support x y and z that does not mean that because you decide to do that to someone that you love that you don't love them. I'm pretty sure these people will listen to this podcast or listen to me. And they actually love me, but they don't like the things that I say here. Or they don't like the fact that I curse a lot or whatever, even though I'm working on it. They don't like something, something about me or just uh, something I support, whatever. But their love is still their love for me and vice versa. There's something about them that I just don't support. My love is still my love for them. So take that same mentality and just apply it to pro-blackness. Apply it to other aspects of community and love in general. And it's really that simple. To try to make it any different. Again, it's just people, like I said, just trying to throw a monkey wrench into something that they probably didn't even support in the first place. But just wanted to cause some 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 uh cause some havoc and it didn't work. Again, for for four people who hit who threw who threw a rock and hit their hand afterward. It's not how you know a lot of talking points get started, or any talking points get started. So I'm glad it was an unsuccessful one you know but also it was at least something that I felt like it at least gave me a, a, a another topic to talk about here <laughs> so thank y'all anyways we'll get into another break and then we'll get into the last topic stay tuned So this last topic, we're going to talk about Jamaica. You know, we're going to talk about Jamaica and 
It's banned on violent music, violent TV shows, violent movies, violent art in general. So, I, I'm ultimately mixed on this, or I was mixed, but I think I have, or not think, I know I have a final verdict on how I feel about this situation. So, for those who don't know, <laughs> I mean, I pretty much explained it, but Jamaica, the beautiful country of Jamaica, or the beautiful island country, whatever you want to call them, well, whatever factual you want to call them, don't call them anything, it's unfactual, or just rude and disrespectful, but you know, nation, island, country, out of, out of those three, right? Place. Anyways, if you hear me typing, it's because maybe I'm going to find an article, aka keyword maybe I'm going to find an article. Uh, but I, I'm doing the, I read the headline and I'm just going based off the headline and I'm not going to talk about anything in the article. I'm doing that. So just, just, just know that. I saw articles on it and the title may have been super misleading either or I think what I'm going to say, even if a title is misleading, I still think that this is a precedent that no black country, but no country really that claims to be a democracy, uh, should want to, should want, should, should want to put out there. So before I get into that though, I want to say why I was initially said I had mixed feelings about this situation, right? Or supposed situation. Because I'm all for, and I'm pretty sure if they are doing this, this is their argument. They want to not have, uh, you know, a negative influence on uh, the people there, right? They want crime rates to get lower, this, that, and the third. They don't want people to see things in movies and in music, hear things in music that uh, will depict violence and then inspire people to then try to live the lives of these TV characters or shows or movies or, you know, what's, what's in the music, right? Probably they also want people, they want the music especially to be more positive and less, you know, violent and things of that nature. So they don't want people thinking the way to get famous is to have subject matters that are violent because that will come, even if someone is a poser, essentially they will find themselves wrapped up in that life because they will be around people who are actually a part of that life or they will be met with people who are actually a part of that life and want to uh you know want to show 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 them that they are a part of that life that's all i'm gonna say about that let me take a sip so i can see why i can see why the the intention or at least the perceived intention of it can be seen as they're trying to lower crime rates or they're trying to create a more positive, you know, atmosphere down there. 
again, perceived attention, uh, intention. But why I disagree with this move ultimately is because, like I said before, it sets it sets a bad precedent um, of taking away free speech ultimately. Now, you may not like violent music, you may not like violent video games, you may not like violent TV shows or movies or any other piece of violent violent literature, any other piece of art that depicts violence, but you have the choice to not listen to violent music. You have the choice to not watch violent movies, you know? If it's not your cup of tea, if it's not your cup of rum or whatever they drink down there in Jamaica, right? But seriously, if it's not your thing, then simply do not partake in that thing that is not your thing and only partake in your thing, right? As a creator, this upsets me. And I'm not in Jamaica, but still as a creator, this upsets me because as a creative writer especially, I do have stories that are violent. And not all of them, but they depict violence. I'm sure there are other writers out there in Jamaica, just all around the world, who have obviously have violence depicted within their their books. If I was a music artist, right? Or writing for a music artist, and I wrote a song that was violent. You are essentially telling creators, whether they're musicians, whether they're movie makers, TV makers, books, book book writers, novelists, whatever. You're essentially telling these artists that they cannot, they cannot express their art. They cannot be themselves. They cannot express their creativity. Let me put it that way. That they would then have to switch it up to whatever wholesome stuff you want them to, to switch it up to. And not everybody is like that. You know, I can't stand this guy, but I'm going to bring up his name anyway because everyone know him as the famous author. Or at least I assume people know him as the famous author. But Stephen King. If Do you think Stephen King could write a children's book? I hope he hasn't. But do you think Stephen King, if you know Stephen King and, the, you know, the horror author, he's the, the horrible horror author. But no, he's he's a horror author, right? His books are very violent. He's gotten books turned into very violent movies. It's horror. That's the genre, though. That's the genre that he specializes in. Or specialized in. I don't know if he continues right now. Alright. All I know is him right now is the liberal dip. Woo. You almost got me. You almost got me to curse. And I didn't. But he's the liberal libtard. He's just a weird libtard on Twitter. That's all I know him as. But before that. Before he started. Uh, before I got exposed to his horrible politics. He was an author. A very violent author, a, a horror author, right? So, take that for anybody out there in Jamaica, and this is this could be just be the American in me that that is being, you know, uh, 
you know, just, just the privileged American, right? I guess, even though America is slowly or has been slowly just violating the rights of its own citizens. So it's not like I don't have grounds to speak in general. Hey, you're talking to someone that gets railroaded by YouTube for bogus reasons and it's I've, I've had my right of free speech being taken being threatened not by private entities but it's not by YouTube but just other places as well and just other aspects but you're telling artists like I said that they can't do what they they specialize in doing and that's the worst thing you can tell an artist is they can't express their art creative in general and put it that way that they cannot express their creativity Jamaica if you want to lower crime rates and this has been shown plenty of times before not just in other countries but in the United States but all over the world where you give people resources in a way to make legal money Sure, is it going to be a surefire fix? It never has, and it never will be. There will always be violence in this world. So that's another thing. You can put out all the wholesome content you want. You can have your Jamaican Cosby shows, right? Without the Jamaican Cosby, Bill Cosby's, you know what I mean? But you can have your Jamaican Cosby shows aired 24-7 out there, right? You can have your authors who are just super wholesome and they write you know who who created uh dr seuss yeah you can have wholesome authors like a dr seuss or whatever out in jamaica right just creating wholesome children's books and no nobody's no violent books no violent movies no violent tv shows and there's still going to be crime there you want to know why if this is no shade to jamaica there's no diss because the poverty level Again, this is no diss. I'm talking about other poor nations. I'm talking about America as well, where there is high poverty, there is high crime. Where there is low poverty or not as high as poverty, the crime, and when the poverty goes down, the crime goes down as well. It's really that simple. Let's not let's not talk about let's not nitpick on these other things. If Jamaica, if you really really wanted to lower the crime rates there, do something about the economy. Instead of praising uh, Queen Elizabeth or, or uh, you know, any other, you know, British mf ask for the reparations that they owe for owe, owe your country, owe your nation. Instead of praising these white folks, these colonizers, that is the reason as to why your island is isn't in the best condition economically. And the reason as to why people have to turn to a life of crime to make ends meet. It's not the music. It's not the video games. It's not the books. It's not the movies. It's not the TV shows. It's the amount of poverty that there is. 
So these are the reasons as to why I cannot get with it. And the obvious other reason, you're taking away free speech. Whether it's someone who's a creative writer or creative of any sort of, that is their right in a democracy to create the art that they want to create. But if you put a ban on a specific form of art, clearly that's taken away these individuals' um, right to be able to do create that art. And not everything violent is a depiction of violence for the glorification of violence. In my stories, when there is violence, it is usually a deep story behind it as to why this individual is violent or this is a violent story or these violent events have taken part. Yes, poverty would be one of those answers, but there are other issues surrounding that as well. There is a conversation that I want to have, that I want to put out there. These, there are ideas that I want to put out there. Music artists do the same thing. You hear music, you, you hear Ice T. And I know I'm naming American creators like Stephen King, Ice T, Ernest. You know, I'm naming American creators and stuff because I don't really know. Uh, I know Bob Marley and them, but they was creating positive stuff. But the, the point I'm making here is you have people who create these violence. Like Ice T was saying, listen. Ice, Ice Cube said this as well. We talk about the reality that we see, you know, here in, in the neighborhoods that we grew up in. You know, the things that we see. We're just being a messenger in a sense, right? I'm just being a messenger in a sense. I'm talking about the reality that I have to deal with as a black person here in this, in this neighborhood or growing up in this city. This is the stuff that I've seen. This is the stuff that I dealt with. It's a message. It's not a glorification. There's a deep message to let people know, to let the world know this is what we are going through. NWA, their entire movement was that. It wasn't glorifying uh, violence and things of that nature. They wanted to put the message out there to say, listen, y'all, y'all got to know what is, what's going on in Compton, California. Everybody around the world, whether you're in the United States or not, needs to know what is going, what's the reality for black men or just black folks in general in Compton, California during the 80s and 90s. This is what's going on in our neck of the woods. That was a message that they were sending. So... Jamaica, you're doing a disservice to all the creators out there in Jamaica who say, I have a message. And I know there are a ton of reggae artists who actually do this within their own music. I have a message about where I come from in Jamaica. And I want to spread that message across the world. And yes, there is violence depicted within the music because they want to spread this message. But all you hear is the violence. All you see is the violence. And instead of, again, going at the base problem as to why there is high crime rates down there or specific parts there, instead of looking at the true issue, you rather, once again, blame some external stuff. 
stuff that you don't necessarily vibe with or stuff that you don't personally do as in make movies make tv shows make music so it's not it's not it's not a problem for you to say let me get rid of all this stuff because you don't one you don't want to address the real issue and two you don't create those types of arts or maybe you just don't listen to that type of stuff but as i was saying last week when i talked about the liberals who find things problematic but want to get want to get rid of the things that they deem problematic but not the things that they deem entertainment and those things might be problematic same can be said about this situation you got people who don't partake in the art form the violent art forms right they're not a fan of it cool because they're just not So they want to get rid of it. No, that's not cool. You don't have to like it. Just like nobody has to like any of my violent stories. But to try to get them banned or to try to say, no, this should not be out or no one. No, (laughs) this story should not be told. No, that's not what I would be cool with. I'll be fine with you saying this is not my type of story. I don't really like none. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I'm not fine with you trying to take away people's free speech. That's a problem. And they still claim to be a democracy. That's an even bigger problem. How then you can how can you claim to still try to be a democracy? Oh, but look at the voting. We look at the yeah, let's look really deep into the voting and see how much y'all be rigging the votings too. Democracy, my ASS. All right. But yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on the situation. Um, you know, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. It's, it's, it's a threat to free speech and a threat to free speech somewhere, even if it's miles away from me. It's still a threat to free speech here in America. And although my free speech and other Americans' free speech have been threatened already, it's still something that I'm going to speak up against. And that's that. That'll be the end of this episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Ernest, or you love Ernest. Timestamps in the description box below. Hopefully you listen to the entire episode, but if you want to listen to a specific topic, timestamps, that's why the timestamps are there, <laughs> you know, check out the links in the description box below for any, for any, you know, for, for supporting what I got to go going on over here, the YouTube channel, uh, the blog, the clothing stores, get your Earnest Thoughts podcast merch, but there's also other merch that's been added to the bonfire stores specifically but the teespring store link will be put back down there as well check that stuff out subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed to the podcast please rate this podcast wherever you can rate this podcast that helps out leave a comment as well these things help out a lot with the promotion of the podcast but it also lets me know what i'm doing well and what i need to work on so that's other ways you can support if you feel inclined, I would appreciate 
monetary donations as well. So uh, hit up any of the the links down there where you could donate monetarily. You got the PayPal, the Venmo, and the Cash App down there. I still do accept, by the way, I still do accept Bitcoin or just cryptocurrency donations. But the reason why I stopped putting my links down there because people get finicky with crypto. They'll try to steal that information and try to scam folk or whatever. So if you want to don't, and it, I'm just not saying it can't happen if someone were to ask me, but I'm more cautious about it or whatever, right? But if you want to donate crypto, just hit me up on Twitter. You'll see my personal Twitter account down there as well. You love Ernest. Shoot me a DM or or just a mention and let me know, hey, you know, I would like to donate uh, some crypto to you. Where can I do that? And I'll give you my trust wallet uh, address for you to donate that as well. Very much appreciated. Whatever crypto it is. I prefer Bitcoin, but you know... I'm appreciative of all the crypto donations, if that's something you want to do, right? Um, And of course, any amount of money you want to donate, it would be appreciated as well. But your simple listen, your simple share the episode, your simple share the podcast, these are things that help out. And I'm just as uh, appreciative of that as well. So, yeah. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. It's beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And black children matter. And I'm out. Peace. Peace.